Hey guys, it's Corey from Redefining Strength. Welcome to the Fitness Hacks Podcast. So I wanna ask you a question. What are you waiting for? I think so often we're waiting for that Monday, that January 1st, that new year to start. But really, if we wanna see results, we've gotta start now. In this episode, I wanna go over tips to help you get started now, to do the minimum, even during tough times. Because I know during the holidays, during a stressful time at work, they're the last times we wanna get started with something, but they're often the most important times to actually make changes to move forward. So in this episode, Michelle is gonna share some great tips to help you conquer those New, Year re- New Year's resolutions and actually make habit changes that last and even get started now. And I wanna go over some workout and macro minimums that can really get you moving forward no matter what life is throwing at you currently. So I want you to think about how you've always approached making changes in the past. Often we wait for that Monday, that perfect time, the new year, because at those times we feel more motivated to make a change. We might even have a stretch where we feel like life isn't going to get in the way as much. And then we make all these changes at once and we get really gung-ho. We might see fabulous results. But then all of a sudden, life starts to get a little more complicated. Things start to sneak in. We start to find our habits go on autopilot because we become complacent with seeing results. And before we know it, we're back where we started or even worse off. And I think it's because not because we don't have enough willpower or self-control, not because we don't know what to do, but it's because of how we always approach making changes. We always wait for that perfect time. I mean, even think about it right now. Are you making some of those excuses? Well, work is really busy. Well, it's during the holidays and I can't make a change. I'll start at X time. Instead of having that approach, say right now really stinks. How can I start now? You want to think about the changes you can make during even the worst of times, because the more you make those lows less low, the higher the highs can actually be. So if you're waiting for a perfect time, I'd ask you to question, hey, isn't this the pattern I've always repeated? I've always said, no, I'll start tomorrow. No, I'll start on Monday. No, I'll start in the new year. At some other time when you have a perfect time to make changes and you can do more, right? You can implement the plan perfectly. Because even think about that. Like how many times do we say that? Oh, well, I want to be able to take full advantage of something, right? I, I don't want to start coaching now. I don't want to start a plan now. I don't want to start X now because I want to be able to do it perfectly. What is doing it perfectly? It's getting the benefit, right? Seeing the result. And that might mean implementing it in different ways or slowly building up to exactly what the plan has. Maybe the plan has 16 different changes you have to make, but can you start with one? During those times that aren't as ideal, if we can see it as a time to even practice some of the habits we'll ultimately need, the more we're going to see that snowball build. And I can tell you, I've seen people be more and more successful by meeting themselves where they're at currently, by trying to make changes during the worst of times, instead of just waiting for that perfect time. Because when we can handle those times that aren't as ideal, that's where that consistency really builds. Because too often we do only make changes during that perfect time. We go all in. And those changes are completely unsustainable. Then we feel like we don't have the willpower and self-control and we fall off the second that life tries to get in the way. If instead we had life already in the way, we know we can plan in those minimums and then maintain those minimums through everything. So when that motivation actually hits, when we have that perfect time, we can build very, very quickly off that foundation we already have, which allows us to feel like discipline is there for a lot more things than if we're trying to rely on willpower from the start. I'm excited to chat with Michelle about habits and resolutions and why even wait till the new year to get started. So Michelle, let's jump right in. Thank you for joining me. Let's talk about building those healthy habits and not waiting for an arbitrary date. Yeah, so often everyone has these big plans to make their new year's resolutions. And oftentimes they are just that. They're really big. They're these things that we haven't really incorporated in our lives And we just think that we know we need to get healthy. This is the way to do it. So we set these lofty goals, 
But more often than not, that well-intentioned resolution is fading into oblivion before we even hit February. So this happens for a few reasons. One, we have that all or nothing mentality where we think that to really be healthy, to get our, our health in gear, we need to do all these things all at once and we get really strict. And we don't, we're not really flexible with those goals. And then oftentimes too, we're not actually incorporating or even evaluating where our life currently is at. Like what, what state are we in right now? And I think even going off of that, we, and I've actually seen it a lot pop up where I'll post something about setting goals, setting resolutions. People be like, what's the point? I don't even do them. But I think it's also that we're waiting for this perfect time. And as much as January seems like it, and maybe we are motivated to start, we aren't creating, as you said, changes based off where we are currently. So it might even be better to start right now when things aren't perfect and build that momentum by being able to make smaller changes that meet us where we're at. Yeah, if you're waiting until then to get going, you're setting yourself up for failure because if you know that changes need to be made, start today, do something small today and build on that. That's really the type of momentum we want. I mean, we have a couple months right now until January, a couple months, a month and a half-ish. So we really want to just make sure that we are getting the ball rolling and actually setting ourselves up and tweaking things now. It can even be seen as practice. I know that sounds like a very weird perspective, but I think so often we don't think, oh, well, right now, maybe I can't do everything I want to do in January, but I can practice some of the habits and I can get a little bit better at them so that when January actually rolls around, I'll be ready to go. And in practicing, even if it might not be perfect, we're going to see those results already start to snowball. Yeah. And one of the biggest things that I see is people... Like, because everyone's doing it, right? Everyone's setting these goals. And like, oftentimes this is where Whole30 rolls out and people are doing like 75 hard in January and all these short-term expiration date programs. The problem is, is you tend to get swept up in other people's movements and, and it's really not your tribe. So if you're not jiving with that group, but you're all of a sudden you're swept in and you're like, oh, I got to do this. I'm going to join this because, you know, everyone at the office is doing it too. If it's not actually resonating with you where you're going to make these smaller changes, it's not going to be something that you're going to continue on. And most likely you're going to find yourself in that binge restrict cycle. And this is where we actually see more weight gain happening in February because everyone was so in January, January that they tend to binge when February girls around. So off of that, let's talk about what it actually takes to be successful in making those habits. So So number one, what would you tell us? The biggest thing first is I would say reflect on your intentions first. What is actually your goal? Is it just to be, do you have a specific goal? If it's health overall, go in and actually be specific. Don't just say, I'm going to be healthier. Well, what, what about your diet? What about your workout program? Do you think you need a change to actually get there? It's digging deeper than the surface level. And I even like to say it's outlining not only what you want, but how you're going to get there, right? Because if you're thinking about how you're going to get there, you're going to really boil down that goal into more actionable items and then even be able to set what habits you need to focus on. And that goes right into the next one. Focus on habits, not actually resolutions. If your only resolution is I'm going to make sure I'm eating in a calorie deficit, and this is the calories I'm going to be eating, you actually haven't built any ground upon what that's going to be 
building off of. So we really want to look at, well, what specifically in your habits can we, that is going to help you actually be able to either A, stay in a deficit or increase your protein intake. So if you're looking at a deficit, you have to look at it from the outcome of, okay, I know I'm going to be hungry. So what am I going to do that's going to help satiate me? So it's not focusing on the, necessarily the calorie deficit, but also focusing on that protein intake, that fiber intake, um, and even that fat intake, making sure that you're making those healthy decisions so that you can actually be hitting that calorie deficit without feeling like, you know, you're starving. It's creating that plan and considering all the potential issues that might pop up or things that you'll need to do to create those habits. It's not just saying, this is what I want. Well, hopefully I get there, right? It's actually outlined, this is how I'm going to get there. And this is how I'm going to meet myself where I'm at. And that's an important part is habits are more likely to stick around if you introduce them gradually. This doesn't mean that all of a sudden we're following a strict diet plan or strict rules that you need to follow all all January. It's focusing on a simple change. And I'm going to emphasize that a simple change. I really encourage people like when you're reflecting on the changes you do want to make, don't start with the hardest one. Start with the easiest one that you know you are actually going to be able to stick with. Because those really do snowball. You get that win early on. You feel like you, you've accomplished something because you are creating those healthier habits. And then you're able to add the next thing. And I think that's a really key point, the mindset that you're creating with the snowball of results, right? When you feel successful doing one thing, you're more likely to want to do another. It is why we even want to set goals. We feel really good setting those goals. This is what I want to accomplish, right? Envisioning how beautiful the future can be. You're like, oh, yes, this is exciting. However, in doing that, we almost confuse that with actual action. And so by taking those lofty goals, that motivation we have with setting them and then saying, this is one thing I can do today that's maybe really small. It might even seem simple. We can almost keep that success building. So it becomes the thing of the more you do, the more you do. And we do want to make sure that we are habit stacking. So if you are already doing something daily, you want to make sure that you're adding your new habit onto what you're already currently doing without thinking. And it's kind of also gives you a natural trigger of your day. Like for example, if one of your goals is, you know, you need to drink more protein, you get up in the morning, you have your breakfast. You may want to start right there. Just be like, okay, I'm going to have breakfast. I usually just have a coffee in the morning. I'm going to start adding collagen to my coffee just to give it a little bit of a boost. That's a very simple change, but it is a change that makes a difference. And I love that you even say, start with that one small change, like thinking about things to focus on. You know, you could increase protein at one meal, right? And then off of increasing protein at one meal, you'd be like, okay, now let me look at not only my breakfast, but my lunch, right? It's those little changes that snowball, those easy things to start that might be something you even feel really good about. Yeah. And I think that goes off of the one of the things too is embrace being flexible. This isn't an all or nothing. This isn't if you forgot or weren't able to do that habit one day that you're done. It really needs to be, okay, I wasn't able to do that yesterday. I'm going to do it today and really be a little bit more flexible and not so rigid with, oh, so often I hear, well, I just screwed that up. Um, I, I wasn't able to stick to my resolution and I was terrible at this. I remember in high school, I was the, I loved chocolate. And in high school, every single New Year's, I would set a goal to go without chocolate and see how long I could do that. And I think the longest I made it was like three months, three months, which was a huge accomplishment for me. 
But then I binged like crazy after that. And as soon as I had like the one small thing of chocolate, it wasn't like, oh, well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll stop now. No, as soon as I had that one, it was like, well, I've undone it. I might as well eat everything. And it was a stupid resolution for me to have anyways, because I enjoy chocolate. Why would you cut out something you enjoy? So that's something that I really want people to actually consider. Don't be cutting things out that actually brings you joy in life. Make some healthy changes around those if you need to. If you have too much chocolate, pair that chocolate with a protein. And so you're getting a little bit more nutrition and not just that sweet treat. It's being flexible with yourself instead of restricting. And even in that, like, I think it's so interesting, like bringing up your, your situation with cutting out chocolate for three months. And then you had one day where you had it, right? Instead of being like, holy moly, I went the longest I've ever gone without chocolate three months. Let me see now if I can do four months after this one time of having it. It instantly is like, we just, oh, well, I ruined everything. It's this all or nothing attitude that really does so often sabotage us instead of us celebrating what we did manage to accomplish. Yeah, we really want to make sure we're celebrating that progress and not that perfection. I always say consistency is the key to progress. And that's really where change happens. It's not a perfect plan. If you are thinking that you're going to be perfect at your health goals, at your diet goals, you're not. It's just not going to happen. You're like, all of us are human. We're going to have those days where like, yeah, like I had a little crummier today. Um, Whether it be stress, whether it's just your environment, whether, you know, you just ran out of groceries that night and you ended up running to the nearest Taco Bell. Don't focus on what the, what you could have done better. Focus, like you mentioned, focus on what you've accomplished thus far and just be like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do better. I saw where my plan failed. And I need to make sure I'm prepared. So what am I going to do to make sure I'm not in the situation where I'm running to Taco Bell or just snacking on whatever's in the pantry because I didn't meal plan or have a plan for dinner? It's almost why it's so key you focus on those healthy habits or those goals at other times of the year besides just setting them on a Monday or the new year. Because if you can see those times that you might not do anything as the perfect opportunity to be 1% better than you would have, like during the holidays, right? I always noticed I was doing certain things. It's where my healthy habits slid and I was making more excuses. So I'm like, okay, how this year can I be 1% better? And even in just trying to be 1% better, I end up being a lot better and consistently tracking and staying more on track around the holidays while still enjoying them and even enjoying them more because they felt good, right? So it's it's something of if you can do the habits of the imperfect times and be 1% better than you were before, a lot of times you are able to even capitalize on those more ideal times or perfect times a lot better. And I think that's important too, is focus on not like, oh, the holidays are coming. I'm going to be so strict. Focus on your favorites. This is really where I say, play your favorites, play your favorite habit. The ones that you know are going to make you feel the best, whether that's hitting your protein, hitting your water and play your favorites with your holiday treats. This is one of the biggest things that I think as an adult, you get better at it. But you know, I remember as a kid just being like, oh, sugar. There's sugar everywhere. I'm that's all go, all gonna be on my plate. And now as I get older, I've, as I've gotten older, it's been like, oh, I really don't enjoy that treat that much. I'd much rather spend my calories and really enjoy and eat mindfully this other holiday treat that I'm going to look forward to. 
it is embracing that flexibility and that ability to create your balance versus getting caught up in maybe, as you even brought up, a tribe that doesn't fit you, right? That whole 30, that hard 75, things that ultimately sabotage us or even make us feel like there is something wrong with us because we can't do what we see everybody else doing. Yeah, we don't want and we don't want anything that actually has a hard end date. If there's something, a program that you're doing that has a hard end date and you're just trying to bare knuckle your way through it for that, whatever that duration is, you're not developing those habits. You're literally just trying to force yourself into a box. I think that's such an important thing to remember. You're not setting an end date, but you are setting reassessment dates. So like you don't want something that's just like, oh, at this time you're done go figure out something else, right? But you want something that does give you a a finite point to motivate you to start now and to motivate you to check in with yourself. But just recognizing that 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 isn't the end. You you don't reach your goal and then go back to what you were doing prior. You have to keep that constant evolution. Yeah, constantly continuing trying for that one to 2% better each day. Thank you so much, Michelle. We are all going to get started on our healthy habits now. We are not going to wait till the next Monday or the new year. We are going to make sure that we're setting those habits with intention and thinking about how we can accomplish what we'd ideally like to achieve. Thanks for having me. So I want to talk about minimums, hitting those macro minimums to see results because something is better than nothing. I know that's not sexy. I know we want to make a bazillion changes at once and see results overnight, but that's not what really builds to lasting results. So I want to talk about different ways that you can do the minimum, create that strong foundation, create that discipline even. Because so often when we're trying to do so much at once, that's where we feel like we don't have willpower. So often when I talk about doing the minimum, I talk about setting a calorie cap, right? an upper calorie limit that you want to stay under. I talk about doing a protein minimum so you have a certain amount of grams that you know you can hit with protein, even as carbs and fat fall wherever they will, or your food quality might, you know, slack a little bit from where you usually like it to be with all the whole natural foods you're including. But there are a lot of other ways to control what you can control during times that might not be as ideal, whether you're traveling more, work is really stressful, you're on the go with kids' activities, or even the holidays are sort of sabotaging your consistency. So, For me, one of the big things I found was really, really helpful to keep me on track because part of what we're trying to do is not even just habits that build results. We're trying to maintain our previous progress. We're trying to maintain the routines and habits, and we're trying to create that success mindset over being like, well, I created this perfect calorie deficit with this perfect macro ratio, right? This is not the time to try and get that six pack necessarily. It might be just the time to maintain the results that you already have so that once, you know, January hits, a perfect time hits, you can really go all in. But for me, one of those things was logging, okay? We want to think about the basic habits we can keep implementing that we know will keep us consistent enough that results might snowball a little bit slower or we at least maintain our previous progress. Because so often we don't recognize that if we've lost two pounds already, maintaining those two pounds, even if we don't lose more right now, will be a success because we go into the the new year two pounds lower than we would have otherwise, okay? Maybe 10 pounds, depending on what other habits we want to implement it. But for me, it was logging. I noticed that, you know, over the summer, I could get a little bit more relaxed with logging while maintaining my results. But during the holidays, I used not logging as an excuse to eat far too many holiday cookies and treats. And then I would end up sabotaging my results, gaining weight and going into the new year, not in the place I wanted to be. So for me, logging consistently was the first habit I started with. And I found that once I started logging consistently, not even judging, right? There were times where I did have holiday cookies and I entered every single one and that was it. But it kept me more on track. It helped me get back on track the next day. It helped me be a little bit better than I had in previous years. And that's what I focused on, that 1% improvement from the holiday season the year before. Not from the perfect January, right? But that same time of year where I struggled. And by just logging, I found the more I did, the more I wanted to do, right? I would log the holiday cookies without judgment. And then I would even feel like, well, I logged. 
Yay. And then I was like, okay, well, macro ratios can hit. Oh, can I meal prep a little bit better? Right. But the habit of even logging once January rolled around, even though I still wasn't perfect during the holidays, I was already in that pattern and routine. And so it was a lot easier to implement a lot of the other things I wanted to institute to see results faster. So for me, it was logging that created that accountability. It helped me be a little bit better. It even helped me face the deviations that I was seeing in my diet to not sort of write them off and let things snowball more. Then even think about, you know, how can you set smaller goals to keep the, that momentum and routine? Can you say, hey, you know, usually at this time, I let all of my you know, fruits and vegetables sort of fall by the wayside. I start eating meals that aren't as nutrient dense. Can I just say I'm going to make sure I have one serving of vegetables at least at this one meal, right? Or I start to let the holiday cookies sneak in as snacks and desserts because I've told myself I can't have them. Okay, well, let's see if I can just keep them to dessert at this meal, right? Set smaller habits that keep you feeling successful so that you want to keep in some of the routines that you know will really benefit you, especially once the holiday season or once that stressful time at work or that perfect time of life sort of comes around where you can do a little bit more. Then be flexible in your quality, okay? I want you to eat for your health. I want you to get a lot of whole natural foods. I want you to get that nutrient diversity. But I also think that ultimately we are way more consistent over the course of a year when we embrace that there are going to be periods of the year where we're really, really dialed in and periods of the year where we're not as dialed in. When we don't embrace this, this is almost where we see more of the zero to 100, right? And we end up actually being less consistent over the course of the year. We might find that, you know, by just embracing 80-20, so 80% of the time we're really focused on those whole natural foods, 20% we're not as consistent, including foods we love, that might look like 60-40 points of the year. But embracing that keeps us more consistent in that 80-20 realm over the long term. So think about, you know, okay, usually I'm having these home-cooked meals, but, you know, right now I need to eat out or I want to eat out or I'm really busy. What can I do to stay consistent enough? Maybe that does mean adding in a protein shake or, you know, a, a protein bar where usually you might try and avoid that in favor of more chicken, more, you know, uh, tofu, more tempeh, whatever else it is. You might say, well, this keeps me consistent enough. You know, yes, some of those protein bars are just basically a little bit higher protein candy bars. But if that keeps us consistent, that helps us keep in the mindset of I'm doing something that's better than that will really help us move forward. So be flexible in your quality and even plan in meals out, plan in those treats that you really like around the holidays. Then be unbalanced to be balanced. What I mean by this is sometimes we have to embrace that we're going to want to go to the holiday party and we're not going to want to care. And instead of trying to fight against that, yes, we do need to assess, okay, I know in pursuit of my goal, sometimes I do have to sacrifice things, but there's also things that by sacrificing them, we ultimately sabotage our mental state and our long-term success and adherence. So if you're like, I have two holiday parties this weekend, I want to be able to enjoy these specific things because it's at my favorite restaurant or whatever else. So I'm going to do a little mini cut. And what I mean by that is maybe a period where you're a little bit more intense with those macro ratios before that you're going a little bit bigger deficit strategically, knowing that you have these different things. You want it to be planned out, but you want to think, okay, sometimes I can be a little unbalanced to be balanced long term, just like, you know, you're potentially overeating on those couple of days while doing that mini cut. Now, also note if trying to do too much sabotages you and then you feel really restricted at a time of year where you don't want that mindset at all. So embrace that you can be unbalanced to be balanced over the course of the year, but also know your mindset going in. And with that being said, sometimes you have to embrace doing less. So I actually am very lazy and I like to sometimes see what is the minimum I can really do while maintaining what I have that I want? So how lazy can I get away with being? So this might be a time of year where you've, you know, you're still working towards your weight loss goal, but you're going to try and just focus on maintaining. See how much life you can really work in. Can you plan in a few cocktails to your macros? Can you have that glass of wine? Can you plan in a little bit more dessert? Can you plan in meals out? 
what can you do to find a balance where you can enjoy life, but also sustain your results? And I think sometimes doing that and steering into the skid over trying to force ourselves to be really consistent and extra good at a time where we're just not motivated to, that helps us find the motivation again a lot faster. So even think, you know, hey, right now it's more realistic to do three days a week, even though I like usually doing six. So I'm going to plan in three and see how well I can really maximize the three days a week to get better results so that in the future, when I'm busy, I know I can always go to this and still see the progress that I want or even maintain my previous results. The last tip is really embrace that this is a time to learn and even maintain. Maintaining doesn't mean that you're standing still. A lot of times in maintenance, we will see those results snowball and even catch up to what we were expecting to see prior, but we're going to create that new set point. So if you've lost 10 pounds, yes, you maybe want to lose 15 more, but if you lose 10 pounds and then you maintain that weight loss, when you go to lose that next 15, it's going to be a lot easier because your body has that new set point. It's not still wanting to regain the 10 that you already lost. It now thinks where you're at is natural and normal. So it's going to have an easier time potentially embracing those next 15 just by maintaining. And just by maintaining and maybe even eating at maintenance calories, you might find you're able to train a little bit harder, you feel a little bit better. So you're even more motivated then to push hard when you're ready to start losing again. Plus, you can even see it as a time to learn. What are things that I can work in? You know, what other habits can I start to ingrain that are really small little changes that will be able to be built off of in the new year and create that habit stack that Michelle even talked about? But embrace that sometimes those times where we can't drive forward as fast as we want are the perfect time to practice other things that can ultimately allow us to do more when we do have, you know, life sort of working for us. So let's talk about workout minimums. Sometimes you can't do your ideal schedule, even if you really like getting to the gym that much. It just doesn't fit where you're at right now. And often if we're trying to force something that isn't realistic for our lifestyle or our mindset right now, we end up being far less consistent and then we keep trying to push just as hard and that can result in injury. It can also result in us feeling unsuccessful with it. Like if you think about it, if you design six workouts a week and all of a sudden you only get two in, you're like, this week was a bust. Technically, you still got two workouts and you should be proud of that, but we see it as a failure because we were shooting for six versus if you said, hey, two or three is really realistic this week. And then you've gotten those two or three with even potentially options for other little things you could do. You're going to feel more successful when you hit those two or three. And especially if you get to do the extra. So it's about considering the mindset where we're really setting those workout minimums. But sometimes you even want to think, how can I do less and achieve more? How can I do three days a week, 30 minutes and really maximize that time to see even better results and even find out how that works for me? I think sometimes seeing it even as an experiment and a fun experiment and setting, you know, your goals in a different way, be it, you know, a skill or even just to see what you can get away with. A lot of times that helps us move forward and even be excited about this opportunity and potentially what could have been an obstacle. But we don't want one missed workout to become three missed workouts to become you just fell off until the new year. So things that I have found that have really helped me stay consistent, find more workout minimums, keep moving during stressful times when times aren't as ideal during the holidays is to have pre-written workouts and even a second progression written up. So I always have my ideal progression, but I also have that plan B, C, even D and F. Fortunately for me, I've now have a, a ton of workouts, just about anything written up so that I know I can draw from that library at any point. But if you have an ideal and you think, hey, I really do think I can do this ideal, have those six days a week written out or have those four days a week or three days a week written out. But if something comes up, instead of saying, oh, well, I couldn't do that workout, have that plan B, have that five minute option that at least keeps the habit and routine in place. Because again, a lot of times when you start that five minutes, you'll do a lot more 
And even if you don't, you're like, well, I still did something. And that success helps you not then want to skip the next one. Because so often if we miss the Monday one, we're like, well, what's the point on Wednesday? I might as well just start over in the next week, right? So have that pre-written progression also for that accountability. Because a lot of times I think when we have something written out and we know what we're going to do versus even if we're like, oh, this is a stressful week. I don't know what I'm going to do. So I'm not going to write out anything just in case. We don't do anything, right? We want that accountability. We want even that plan be already written out so that we know what we have that we can do. Then realize that the habit is more important than the workout itself. Again, five minutes might not feel like it's doing a lot, but if you even think about five minutes, and I'm not going to do this math off the top of my head, but five times 365 days a year, that's a lot of minutes, okay? So those five minutes really do add up, especially when we would have done zero otherwise. So do embrace that the habit and staying in that routine, doing that Monday workout, even if it's only five minutes, will help you do that Wednesday, will help you do that Friday workout, right? It's the habit that we want to stay in because the more we keep that placeholder, the easier it is even once like the new year starts or a new week starts or we get out of the busy season at work to keep going with it and build off of it. And often when we keep in that habit of five minutes, the next time where we do have a little bit more time, all of a sudden we do 10, okay? Then be realistic and assess. Where are you at currently? Okay. What worked for you a year ago might not work now. And that's not a bad thing, but be realistic about your lifestyle, your situation currently. What you did when you were single versus having a family might be very different, but being realistic and assessing what you need right now can help you plan for that. And the more we plan for the time we have, the more we can create a routine that works. Three days a week isn't worse than six days a week. It's just different, right? Yes, we want to be moving as much as we can and finding different ways to optimize, you know, the time that we have. But the more we even design just for what schedule is realistic, the more we're going to see results snowball, okay? Then find ways to move more outside of even your training. Like, especially during the holidays, go ice skating, go skiing, you know, find different ways that you can be active outside of your training because the more you do, the more you do. And the more we're moving, the more we want to eat well to support, the more we want to sleep well, the more we want to take care of ourselves in other ways. So it's not just about getting in those training sessions. It's about moving more. And if you can't do a training session, but you can go for a little extra long dog walk, do that. But by moving more, you're going to want to get up and move more. Even consider little like challenges you can give yourself of, you know, getting up and stretching during the day. But think about ways that you can keep moving and keep in the the habit of the more you do, the more you do. Then focus on a new skill to keep you consistent. Sometimes when we aren't aren't able to be as consistent with our gym workouts, we get a little demotivated because we're not seeing the progress in our weights being lifted or improvements there. So even set a skill work that can have five minutes that you work on on other days, even outside of your gym training sessions or around those workouts, because that can help you stay consistent. But it can also help you see progress, which can make you want to do a little bit more. So maybe you've always wanted to work on your handstands or your pushups or your pull-ups or your your squats, or maybe you even had an ache and pain that you really want to see if you can get to to go away, right? I mean, injuries don't ever fully go away, but that's a whole other subject for another day. But you want to see if you can improve it, right? You want to see if you can improve your flexibility, mobility, stability. So think about how you can design little quick workouts to work on that skill almost daily. That doesn't mean do push-ups every single day, but you can include mobility work. You can include, you know, bottoms-up work or you know, eccentric work. How can you work on that skill to have a focus to keep you wanting to do other habits that will move you forward. And it's fun because it's something maybe you wouldn't do at a time where you can get to the gym six days a week to really lift heavy, right? Then find ways to do less and focus on maintaining your strength and that mind-body connection. What this can mean is going back to basics. Do that activation work. Do that mobility work. See how you can improve your neuromuscular efficiency or your ability to use those muscles correctly, even when you aren't making it to the gym. Maybe it's doing bodyweight training to really focus on your, your back movement as you do that doorway row. But think about ways that you can ultimately help yourself when you are able to get back to the training that you love and enjoy. 
yes, maybe getting back in the gym after not lifting weights, it's going to feel a little bit, they're going to feel a little bit heavier that first week, but you're going to ultimately actually be able to move better because you've established that mind-body connection. So think about new ways that you can focus on doing things that will ultimately benefit you in the long run. And then realize you won't lose anything, even if you, you know, haven't been training the exact same way. Yes, because of that rule of specificity, if you aren't deadlifting 300 pounds as you once were, you're going to feel like that 300 pounds when you get back to it is really heavy and you might have to start off lower. However, you can do in your training a lot of glute work that ultimately when you get back to deadlifting, all of a sudden you might see you bust that plateau and hit that 310 when you weren't able to hit it before. So do things that will help you in the long run, whether or not, again, it is addressing mobility restrictions, imbalances, uh, activation of muscle, even strengthening different ways. Because I can't say enough for improving that mind-body connection to ultimately improving your efficiency of movement. And that efficiency of movement, guys, the ability to recruit muscles to the correct extents at the correct times is really what helps us lift more and be strong. So embrace sometimes that you have to take the step back or approach your workouts in a different way uh, and even say, hey, how can I do less and ultimately achieve more or set myself up for future success? Well, that's a wrap for this episode of the Fitness Hacks podcast. Guys, there is no perfect time to start as much as we wish there was one. And the more we can embrace doing something at those unideal times, the more we're truly going to see those lasting results snowball. Snowball.